Hello and welcome to Mind Body Yay. Thank you for joining me here. This is the place to come to refuel and nourish your mind, body, and energy. I am Kate Zukas and I am your host for this podcast. I am a mind body business leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and mindfulness and self care coach. I am so excited to be here with you and helping to put the yay back into your mind and body. So let's get those positive vibes flowing and get started with today's podcast. So the topic for today is my path to self-care. So self-care and mindfulness have been critical to my own mind-body well-being. And I wanted to share with you my personal self-care journey and why it has become such a priority in my life and how yoga mindfulness and ancient wisdom have really impacted my mind, body and soul well-being and ultimately why I teach and coach in self-care, meditation, mindfulness and yoga. So I am a mum, a wife, business owner and leader, a yoga teacher, spiritual seeker and complete self-help junkie. I have also worked in professional corporate roles for the last 20 years and for a long time I really struggled, particularly in organisations. I think just having that people-pleaser tendency, um, I am an absolute overthinker, um, suffered a lot of anxiety. Um, I'm an empath and really energetically sensitive um, and I find that in a... uh, professional environment or corporate environment, um, you can get really sensitive to other people's energy. And, you know, and I think that for me was in very energy draining. Um, so putting that drain on it, as well as being an overworker, um, which I do have tendencies to overwork and overthink, um, which is a bit of a perfect storm for burnout. So I have suffered burnout multiple times um, in my career. And I will talk through some of those in this podcast. Um, But I think for me, where it kind of started, and I always kind of felt that I didn't really fit into that corporate mould very well. And um, I just didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere um, and I was never good enough um, in that corporate corporate setting, even though my work is fabulous, you know, I know it's good what I do. I um, I think was just um, really got derailed um, a little bit, and just that uh, insecurity took over a lot. Uh, so, and I know sometimes you know a lot of people also feel this way in corporate, um, and you know, I think for me, I just that oversensitivity. Um, really did impact a lot of my behaviour and a lot of my well-being um, really impacted my emotional and mental health as well. So it led to a lot of anxiety. Uh, so that feeling of not fitting in, um, I was always kind of curious about. And, you know, I tried and I've worked in a lot of different places. Um, and some you obviously feel you fit in more to the culture than, necess- you know, than other places. Uh, and I think now... As I've obviously grown, I've got my own business. Uh, I still do corporate work and I do a lot of corporate contracts, uh, but I really use my self-care 
and use my mindfulness and use my mindset now um, to attract the roles that I need for my well-being. And so, you know, obviously I've got my business that I teach and I coach and I've got my podcast and all of these, you know, wonderful things that I do to help people with their self-care. But it didn't just happen to me. There's been a lot of detours along the way. And so I wanted to share with you in this podcast what led me and guided me, um, particularly over the last 10 years, uh, to the coach and teacher that I am now and how self-care and mindfulness um, have really been critical to my success. And, you know, now I know um, I, I never really fitted in anywhere uh, because I was born to create. Um, I'm not, I was not born to conform. I have an issue with authority, uh, which sometimes, you know, is not great in professional settings. Um, and, you know, I think I was also born to teach and to help people. And now I'm really embracing that. And that is where I am. And I really do base most of my decisions now on my well-being and on the lifestyle that I really want to have in in my life and in um, how I can be the best person that I can be as well. So there's a lot of mindset work that I have done, uh, particularly over the last 10 years, which has led me to this. Um, and I think you know, a lot. I've always been curious. So if we go right back to the beginning, um, I've always been curious um, about personal development, about self-help, um, about the self, really. And, you know, like I said before, I've worked in corporate roles. So um, I, after uni, uh, from the ages of 20 to 30, worked in multiple um, different corporate roles. Um, I was, I think, kicked off my whole curiosity around the self by reading the book, The Alchemist. And if you have uh, have listened to my podcast before, you will know I do talk about The Alchemist a lot. So The Alchemist really did help me to understand and to expand my thinking and to also know to, to trust the universe and to know there is a greater power and that things happen for a reason and to, to go with that flow and to be that adventurer looking for your treasure, which is ultimately what the book is about and how every single step you take on your journey uh, leads you to something else. So it's um, a book that really did kickstart uh, that curiosity um, for me, and also uh, just that trust that there is a higher power um, and how we can be guided and led by that. And as someone who is quite intuitive, um, reading that book, you know, 20 years ago now, uh, really did um, help me to embrace that intuition. Uh, at the, around the same time as that, I read The Art of Happiness and that then kick-started my real passion for Eastern philosophy and wisdom. And that is where I really found that connection and I started to really look and read into a lot more of that, you know, real Eastern philosophy, compassion, um, love, 
um, non-judgment, um, being present, um, all of those um, principles uh, which really help your mental health. And then now that we know um, a lot of these really do help your mental health, but again, this was 20 years ago as well when there wasn't a lot of talk about a lot of this stuff in corporate environments, which is what I was working in at the time. Um, so it was around 2006 uh, when I first experienced burnout for the first time. So I uh, was finishing up a role and I was overworking and overthinking and trying to please everyone and I was got burnt out and ended up in hospital and I was there for two weeks. Uh, it was very serious. I had a um, cyst um, or abscess on my throat um, that was um, closing over my throat. So it was very serious. And when I asked, you know, what led to this? Like, how did I get this? Um, it was like stress. And stress is normally something that spurs these on. So uh, that was kind of one of my big light bulb moments very early on. And I think I was only about 24 or so when, you know, that happened. And I did not have children at this point. So burnout and, you know, mental health um, does not discriminate. Uh, it's one thing I do want to highlight is does not discriminate. So, you know, that was a, a big light bulb moment for me and a moment where I knew, like, this is the impact that stress has on your physical body. And, again, I didn't know it at the time, but I started to get that real passion for the mind-body connection. And, you know, that really shifted my perspective as well. And I think that's why sometimes I felt like I'm quite resistant myself when I'm working in certain corporate roles uh, because I'm trying to maintain balance and trying to maintain that perspective. While there's a lot of people that just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and I really get sensitive to that energy. So, you know, so for me, that was the first time I really started to, to see the impact of that mind and body connection and why it is so important um, to look after yourself and your own well-being. And at that time when I experienced that, I was not looking after my well-being at all. I was just working, 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 and I literally just burnt out. Um, so that was when I, you know, really first kind of experienced that and started to think about how we need to look after ourselves a little bit better. So fast forward a couple of years and uh, after a couple of uh, hence breakups um, that, you know, I think that the breakups was a, a trigger to send me in another direction and I think I was on the wrong path and I think when you are on the wrong path and you are not making um, the decisions to get you on the right path, the universe intervenes and the universe des definitely intervened. So for me, I, I was just listening to my inner voice and that voice inside uh, when I was in a previous relationship was just got louder and louder and louder and um, basically the universe just intervened and I uh, had broke off a, a relationship and um, that was probably one of the hardest um, 
things I've gone through, but at the same time, probably one of the biggest gifts I have had in my life um, for what followed and what has literally happened since um, then. So it comes back to trust as well. And sometimes these things happen in your life and in your story to send you in a different direction. Sometimes it's not rejection, it is redirection. Um, that is a big thing that I have learned. It's also taking the learnings from what you have gone through. And I think going through that um, breakup really sent me on a healing journey to, um, to heal myself and to focus on my mind, my body, um, and my soul and to go within and to discover who I truly am uh, so that I can live the life of um, my dreams and that I want to as well. So that was in 2012. Um, I In the same year, I uh, out of nowhere, I saw an ad uh, for a yoga teaching course and at the time it was at Nature Care College uh, and I just went, yep, I'm going to sign up to this and I signed up. It's probably one of the things, you know, for an overthinker like me who constantly has things going around in their head, for me to just sign up without a second thought, again, it was I was being guided. There was some a higher power guiding me in the direction I needed to go and um, I remember seeing that ad signed up and you know I started and it was intense and it was a very intense experience very healing experience for me and you know it was just following that that um inside voice uh as well that sometimes we ignore because we are so headstrong uh but at that same time of doing my yoga teaching and, you know, using that for healing and then learning for the first time really that deep knowledge and deep wisdom that you learn with, with yoga and really it's the mind-body connection. Um, and for those that don't know, the term yoga um, means unison. So it is that unison of, of all of our mind, mind, body and soul, which is why yoga uh, focuses on the, the body and the postures that you do. Um, it also focuses on your breath. And that connection and your the breath is that bridge between your mind and your body, um, as well as meditation and that mind connection. So over that um, kind of six to 12 months of me training, I was um, experienced being present for the first time. So experience just what it was like when you're able to just be aware and increase that awareness of what's going on in your mind being non-judgmental uh, is huge in yoga. It is huge in, um, um, you know, Buddhist philosophy and, and Eastern philosophy and just really learning some of these principles and being able to apply them um, was groundbreaking for me. And, you know, at this time I was working full-time plus studying from eight till six every Sunday and um, I felt like I had more time than I've ever had um, because I was present and you know it didn't just come straight away like there was I was training constantly for this I was journaling I was doing yoga classes two to three times a week so it was an intensive experience for me and for me this was my therapy um, this you know and and I had amazing coaches throughout this time as well and amazing yoga teachers so 
for me, that was that was my introduction to yoga and um, that passion for understanding just that the impact that breath work can have on your mind and your body um, and the impact that meditation can have. So that's really when I started to see, hang on, this is great for my mental health. Like I'd never felt more um, well in my life um physically like from obviously doing all the physical poses that you do but also mentally I just didn't feel like I was up in my head all the time and I was able to ground myself so grounding is one of the things that uh I use with all my clients now as well it is huge for us um it is anyone that suffers from anxiety uh um or any overwhelm or if you get overwhelmed um Grounding yourself is an amazing technique to help get you out of your head and into your body and to really balance your energy. Um, so that is kind of where I got to with my yoga. So I'm still in 2012, so I've got a little while to go. But so around that same time in 2012, I was doing a lot of self-help work. So and that's when I really started to follow a lot of um, the spiritual teachers, um, Mike Dooley, Louise Hay, Gabby Bernstein, all of them, you name it, I was starting to follow a lot of these and read a lot of those self-help books and do a lot of spiritual development. So that was all around that 2012 time. At the same time, um, you know, I I call that my transformative year. I really did transform. And like I said, I think everything happened and led to a point because I was on the wrong path and I needed to redirect myself back to where I needed to be and to myself and bring myself home. And um, there is that Rumi quote that says, we're all just walking each other home. And I love that quote. And that really resonates with me because I think we are, and that's what we we do, just walking each other home and home to ourselves. And uh, if I can help coach and teach and bring people back home, back to themselves, um, there is a lot of peace um, within ourselves that often gets covered by all of the external noise um, that we get fed so being able to sift through that noise protect our energy and come back home to ourselves there is a lot of peace um, and compassion and kindness um, when we uncover and remove um, all of the layers that get put on top of us Uh, so Around that same time, I met my husband. So I met him at the end of 2012. So I've graduated from, well, I didn't meet him. We'd already met, but we started dating at the end of 2012. And things happened very quickly. So if anyone is questioning that you're in a bad relationship and that you'll never find love again, you you know, you need to be happy with who you are. You need to do the healing on yourself as well. So for me, you know, I worked on myself. Um, literally, I could. it was divine timing. I could not have planned it any better. Um, the universe knew better. And so by the time I um, met him, um, I always kind of say that I think I was about, 99% healed myself. So now I'm very proud of the fact that I did the inner work and I still do the inner work myself. Uh, and, you know, I will always go inward now and focus on my higher self and focus on, on me. But 
my husband was just that cherry on top, I think, that really helped um, make everything a little bit sweeter. And there is another quote that I read many years ago, and um, it is um, one, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to meet someone that is going to hug you so tight that they're going to put all of the broken pieces back together. Yeah, it's a very sweet quote. It's a very sweet, it's a very sweet quote, but it is something that um, while I feel I put a lot of my broken pieces back together, um, he really did um, help and, um, like I say, was that kind of cherry on top uh, to add that little bit of extra sweetness into my life. Um, and, you know, and I think also at the point where I was happy with who I am and I didn't need someone else to complete me because I completed myself. I wanted to be with someone else who felt that they were complete too so that we can continue to grow um, together. So I met him. We got married in 2013, uh, so coming up to our 10-year anniversary this year. And, you know, so that was um, huge from how fast things can change. So in one year I left a very traumatic relationship and then I was able to do some heal. I'll do a lot of intensive healing work myself, but I think I needed to do that because the timing and my husband was there and he was ready. So um, then we uh, got ma- we met, and then um, Andrew proposed three months um, after our first date, and then um, we got married six months after that. So things can happen very quickly. So when you have trust in the universe, sometimes you've just got to let go of the old to create for the new. Um, and that was a big part of that life and that transformation that I went through over those last couple of years. Um, and at that same time, I was teaching yoga. So I was now a yoga teacher. Um, I started Yoga Bella, which is my first yoga business. I was teaching classes, groups, um, private classes, um, and, uh, you know, loving teaching yoga. And um, that was, you know, I was teaching it in corporate settings uh, and really um, using my my yoga to introduce awareness and grounding um, techniques to professional people as well who um, I remember they walk you know would walk into my classes and they'd be stressed and going oh my gosh I forgot to send that report to that person oh that email or still thinking about things and their head was still spinning from everything they were experiencing um, at work. And they'd come into the class and an hour later they would float out just going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I was so stressed about that email. It's like I'll deal with it tomorrow. It does. We do get very much caught up. And being able to do a practice like yoga or or another mindful practice, you are able to really get out of your head and into your body and really helps with stress and anxiety. Uh, So... After that, um, still teaching yoga. So in 2014, I had my first baby uh, and then went back to yoga teaching um, the year after that. And then I started to get more of a passion for just the mindfulness and the meditations. And then um, it's where I felt I could really express my creativity as well um, and really focus on that and Um, At the same time, though, which is quite ironic, um, 
I think I started working really hard. And I think it was coming back to some of those tendencies that I had in my 20s where I was um, trying to people please and I was trying to do it all. And I had my first bet, you know, had that was the first, you know, kind of role I was teaching in um, after I'd had my baby. So I was trying to prove that I could be a mum and I could still work full time. Um, I could do my yoga and do all this. And I experienced burnout again from overwork. Um, and this time I was aware of it though. So I think the difference is and the difference I had from doing all of my training is that I was aware of it. So I was then um, able to just control it a little bit better and manage it a little bit better. And I actually just resigned um, and took a couple of months off. And over that time, I uh, co-wrote a book on resilience um, with my sister-in-law and um, used a lot of the content um, that I wrote in that book um, is from yoga and is from mindfulness and how it can really help build resilience um, in your life um, and that awareness um, and that taking accountability for yourself um, as well as being true to who you are and how powerful um, that can be and how being mindful can also really help you persevere through challenges. So co-wrote a book. So a book was called Finding Your Inner Resilience and it is still available. So it's um, still available. If you want to read it, it is a great little book. It's a great little guide uh, to help you if you are facing anything challenging. Um, but at that same time as I re we released this book, um, I had baby number two. So I probably not recommend having a baby and launching a book at the same time. <laughs> after also experiencing burnout. So um, it, that, was, that again, um, was a busy, busy period. Um, and so um, we were able to still run a few workshops and that um, from the book um, as well, um, but probably not able to, to do as much as I really wanted to do with um, the book. Um, obviously, because of life situations and the seasons of life I was in, and I think I really resisted that at that time of my life. Whereas now it is about flow. It is, I don't have to do everything all at once. You know, you can spread it out a little bit. It is, you know, it doesn't have to be this sprint. It can be, life can be this marathon that you're doing. Um, so, and that that um, was a bit of an interesting phase after baby number two for me. Because I think my husband and I talk about um, probably from that 2018 to 2020 phase and that kind of beginning of COVID period as a bit of a, a dark phase in the sense that there was a no, no sleep. So that was kind of a no sleep phase for us. Um, and we were in just complete survival mode and exhaustion. Uh, we uh, were just, there was just, and we had two kids that didn't sleep at all. Um, and so thankfully, after a while, we, we did seek help and got helped for that. But the exhaustion, um, the mental health impacts, um, the just complete inaction and utter depletion of everything we had um, was around that, that phase. And um, I stopped teaching yoga uh, I didn't even do a personal practice. I just didn't have time. Um, and I know um, 
there's a lot of people out there, especially mums, you know, who just don't have time um, for a lot of this. And I completely get that. Like at that time I was in survival mode. I was just doing what I needed to do to get through the day so that I could go back to try to sleep again because it was just that utter exhaustion. Um, so I did very little self-care at that point. And like I said, I stopped teaching yoga. I didn't do my personal practice. Um, but what I did do is I continued as much as possible with my meditation practice. So I would do I would do a meditation in the evening and I would do that and I still do that to this day now. And I continued as hard as kind of what it is at this point. Um, you know, as when you're going through that, I tried to be kind to myself as much as possible. So not take on too much and just that positive self-talk, um, which is just so important to your mental health and your mindset. And mantras and affirmations really helped me throughout that phase um, and there is this mummy mantra that I love to use, um, this too shall pass. And it does. And, you know, I know where I am now and um, I do often share with a lot of other people that if, you know, I think having little kids is really, really, really hard, really hard on your energy. Um, I know for me I've got two very extremely energetic kids um, that didn't sleep at that point. So, um, that was exhausting for me and there is not much else I could have done other than just being survival to get through the day. And I did really focus on um, at that point keeping my hydration up and um, also having vitamins and trying to eat as well as possible. So the things that I could control to help me, I was doing. Um, so all of those things kind of started to trigger again, just this mental health and how important mental health is to all of us and how mental health is well-being. And I really grew that passion and how not doing self-care really led me and guided me to the importance of self-care. And, you know, not doing yoga for that period led me to, oh my gosh, the importance of doing yoga for me and the importance of grounding and that these tools are really important for mental health. And, you know, I really started to then get into researching, uh, you know, mental health and getting into, um, you know, I guess, you know, doing more learning and development as well around mental health and how, you know, more around mindfulness as well. So I started to really invest in myself. So this was around 2021. So we were in COVID at this time. So I was using this as a bit of a, a phase to go within, invest in myself. I was doing courses in mindfulness, life coaching, spiritual coaching. Um, I did my Reiki masters at the time. So I'm, I am a certified Reiki master. And at this time, it was also pre-Kate Zuka's Co. and Mind Body Yay. Uh, so this led to, to that being born. But I was also following entrepreneurs, coaches, and started to do um, networking. Um, I did Marie Forleo's B-School at that time. Um, I started to follow um, a lot of business coaches and do a lot of training um, and go to a lot of their events. 
so I could start to learn. And then I think that I was really feeling kind of led to set up my own business. And I think this is where the world of online coaching and online courses has really taken off. And uh, that's where, you know, I was able to start to plan for my business beyond Yoga Bella. So in 2022, um, Yoga Bella turned into Kate Zuka's Co. Um, and I launched my business and that was my online coaching and courses um, that I have. And I wanted to put all of this great mind body content somewhere. So I've started doing my online courses. So that is where that started from. Um, and doing one-on-one coaching as well. I love my coaching clients and I love doing one-on-one coaching. I love helping people invite that mindful energy into themselves and to really help ground their energy and protect your energy as well. I know a lot of my clients get really sensitive to other people's energy, so it's helping to ground you and um, help bring that awareness and presence into your life and keep you accountable for your own mindful practice as well. So around that same time with Kate Zuka's Co, I also launched Mind Body Yay. So you're listening to this, you are listening to this on the Mind Body Yay podcast. Um, so I launched this again to share my content and uh, to help put that yay back into your mind and body. And, you know, and the purpose that I've really found um, out, especially over the last 12 months is you know, I can really help the world breathe a little easier and really kind of, you know, use mindfulness, use meditation, use yoga and ultimately self-care to help you breathe a little easier through life. So, you know, while I do a lot of mind-body coaching, um, it really is how I can, you know, bring wellness to you in a practical, um, simple and realistic way um, so that you can really look after your own well-being. And I can coach you and teach you um, through Kate Zuka's Co and Mind Body Yay how you can um, use all of these amazing tools in your life and help you breathe a little easier through life. Um, and, you know, I introduced my recharge weeks. So I had my last, last year was the first recharge week we did this year. We have another recharge week in May. So I'm going to do them every year in May. And this is my free annual wellbeing recharge week. It is a five day wellbeing challenge to really nourish your mind, body, and soul. So that is coming up. Um, soon. So if you're listening to this before the 15th of May 2023, make sure you sign up. Um, I'll put the link in the bio to sign up um, for that. And so that's kind of really where it's brought me to where I am today. And I wanted to kind of share this journey because, you know, I have had burnout. Um, I've, you know, really kind of felt the impacts of overworking and anxiety and from a professional perspective and overworking as well as from a mum perspective as well and combining these, which we all, you know, most of us all work now, um, you know, we are just stretched so thin. So how I can help you focus and refocus and reprioritize yourself and help you to fill your cup and constantly remind you how important it is um, for you to refill your cup 
and how important you are to focus on your self-care. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast um, and I thought I would just share just a little story which really um, was a bit of a kick up the bum for me uh, story. And I saw Marianne Williamson last year and she is a great spiritual teacher and she is a um, US presidential candidate. And um, I saw her talk last year and she's an amazing speaker and she's very clear and she basically said we all need to just get over ourselves a little bit too. So, you know, depending on where we are in our life phase as well and season, and she did specify that if you have children under five, all you need to do is look after your children. So you do not need to save the world at this point. Um, but she said, you know, we need to kind of get over ourselves and we need to use our skills and use our expertise, ex, uh, can't even speak now, <laughs> expertise to help people. And so you need to act. And she really spurred me into action, um, you know, and sometimes I felt maybe I've been sitting on the sidelines for a little bit too long, kind of just helping a little bit. Whereas what I want my business to do is to really be front and centre, helping people with their mind and body well-being. And, you know, she made this point of saying, you know, you need to act, you know, from wherever you are, the world needs you to act with where we're at in helping the consciousness of the world um, rise as well. But you do not need to boil the ocean, right? As a coach, a teacher, or whatever you, ever you want to do in your path, you do not have to boil the ocean. What you have to do, though, is focus on your patch. Know what your patch is, understand your patch, water your patch, and then really kind of share your wisdom to the people that you are serving and serve those people. Um, and so for me, it was really eye-opening because if I'm serving my patch, someone else is serving theirs, someone else is doing theirs, we are truly going to make a difference um, and we are truly going to raise that vibration and that consciousness that we are doing as a whole. And, you know, for me, it is about if I'm able to share my content and able to share my wisdom and expertise in mindfulness and yoga and mental health to my audience and other people can share theirs to theirs, well, then we can truly make a difference to the future of mental health and well-being. And, I felt that seeing that last year was a bit of a kick up the bum for me um, to really just act and not um, just sit on the sideline and think I'm going to make a difference. Um, it is about getting out there, plunging into what you want to do. And so that is why you will see I offer a lot of content on my website and I'm going to continue to grow that content, continuing to grow my courses that I'm offering, um, continuing to be the face of Mind Body Yay and Kate Sukas Co. So, you know, because self-care matters and getting this message out to people really, really matters. And that is what has led me to where I am today. Um, I put well-being at the core of most of my decisions that I make in my life, in my family decisions, I mean, our family decisions and what we talk about. We talk about lifestyle and we talk about 
um, you know, our well-being and what is going to help make us feel good um, and just make the most difference to ourselves um, and to help also feed our soul. So, you know, our conversations leveled up, right? So it's about making those decisions. You know, you can be highly successful and you can look after your well-being at the same time. I'm a huge, huge believer in that, huge believer that you can be self-compassionate, self-kind, um, and, you know, be an absolute um, kick-ass um, leader as well um, and successful businesswoman. So you can do these things. I think we just need a bit of coaching around around this. And, you know, and sometimes we do need a little bit of help and we need to be reminded that, you know, our well-being matters and when we need to pull back so we don't just keep pushing as well. And when we are actually pushing too hard, how we need to stop and be aware of that and, you know, kind of then recalibrate as well and refocus our energy back onto ourselves. So one of the best quotes that I use and that helped me with my self-care and with feeling guilty about taking time for my self-care is we show others the most respect by offering the best of ourselves. So what do you need in order for you to offer the best of yourself? And I know the answer for me is self-care and investment in myself so that I can continue to re-energize myself and so then I can go out and um, continue to give the best of myself to everyone else. So thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Mind Body Yay. And I have just shared with you my kind of self-care and path to self-care journey that I have been on and why I work in this now and why I do this and why it is such a huge focus um, for me. And, you know, for me, this all started, um, you know, for just being curious and um, being open to those curiosities. And then also some of those darkest moments in your life can be the best moments of your life um, in hindsight as well. So use those transformative moments to really grow um, and learn um, and then just follow that path. Remember, it is doesn't have to be rejection it can be redirection so thank you for listening everyone and I will catch you in the next podcast thank you